Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. And I'm Jessica. And with us today we have... I'm Leona. Yay. Welcome. We did it right. (laughs) We did it right. That'll be the only time. This today. It's episode 77. Mark it on your calendars, everyone. I still coughed in it. Yeah, you know. That's okay. We got the intro right. That's important. Mm -hmm. We tried. Gold star. Victory is a victory. Yes, it is. All right. So uh, we're up on episode 77. Uh, We usually have polls for these kinds of episodes, but we only had one option left. So we went ahead with it. So Shapeshifter got Hmm. all the votes. Shapeshifter won, everyone. Good job, Shapeshifter. You got every vote. Thanks for voting, everybody. Boy, you all sure wanted to talk about the Shapeshifter this week. Pretty bad. Y'all are just hankering for turning into a bear. I mean, you should be, though. (laughs) I mean, you should be. It's pretty bad. Bears are awesome. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump straight into it with a D20 Radio shout-out to one of our fellow shows. Uh, we are going to be making a shout-out to one of our more, one of the more recent additions to the D20 Radio community, the Guardians of the Wills podcast. I think that's mm. how you say it. There's another w, there's another freaking H just hiding Ren loves silent H's. I that's Ren's silent favorite. H's. All my, <laughs> I've got too many players who put silent H's in their character names to make them look exotic, and it's, and it's annoying because I don't know how hey, I'm supposed to, to say fair, it. Hey, to be fair, this time... <laughs> you do pronounce the H in his name. It's true. I do pronounce the H in his not the not the last name, but the first name. Yes, it's progress. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this cool D twenty radio show. Yes, out. Uh, the Guardians of the Wills is a podcast about Star Wars, but specifically about the non canon Star Wars Legends properties. Oh, that's like all the good stuff that Disney <laughs> decided wasn't cool anymore. When Disney took over Star Wars, they yep. chose to start fresh. They uh... declared just about everything that was released by the start for the Star Wars expanded universe up to that point to be non canon, with a couple of exceptions. Like uh, I think they were finishing up Clone Wars. Um, and I think, and I think the old Republic is considered canon. Mm-hmm. I think. Maybe. I'm not sure. I think it is. Yeah. I think so. Either way, there's some great stuff in Legends and mm-hmm. it's good that somebody's taking care of it. Yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. They're going to take an episode to talk about a specific book, a movie, a comic or other work based on the old Star Wars EU. Uh, and they do have an episode covering the teaser for episode nine. So they may be touching on the new stuff as it comes out as well. Uh, they've only got six episodes out right now, so you can catch up on their work nice and quick. Uh, join Neil and Dustin for a tour down memory lane in the Guardians of the Wills podcast. It, is, is Thrawn just Legends now? The original book is, but I believe they actually have Timothy Zahn writing a new book. Or they might actually be making, I think they're making a Thrawn movie now. Okay. If I'm not Cause, mistaken. Cause and I believe they got Timothy Zahn that on That just board would be it. wild. If Thrawn right? was not technically canon, yeah. I feel like our he's, friend Logan would spontaneously combust. He's in Star Wars Rebels. So okay, he is then canon. he is canon. Okay, problem solved. <laughs> our, friend, <laughs> our friend Logan would Logan would combust. Yes. It's not allowed. Too important. Thrawn's just iconic. Yes. Well, hopefully they'll, they'll do something about Thrawn, or maybe they have. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. to check it out yet. Maybe alongside that movie about Boba Fett or something? Yeah. Let's I mean, do it. I'm just sure, that sounds fun. 
Uh, we've got no news <sighs> this week in Thetis, uh, so we're going to jump straight over to our codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the Codex. We've got two quick questions uh, from our good friend Jamie, who has been filling our inboxes with questions and creations, which we'll be getting to here in a bit. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Jamie. Uh, and I really like this question. Uh, that is, I believe, very, uh, what is it, uh, pertinent to their particular campaign is, I'm thinking of involving the Fog Warriors in a campaign. What is your advice for incorporating them? How might one involve their Fog abilities? Hmm. I really like this question because uh, Dragon Age canon, at least at the moment, doesn't really have answers for this. So it's a nice big empty canvas for you for for, for GMs to paint to paint on. Mm-hmm. And, but like you know, I think it's a two. This question itself is kind of a twofold question. Mm-hmm. In like, how would you represent them, maybe fluff wise, and how would you represent them crunch wise? Like, what would you do there? Got to get that crunchy outside and that chewy and inc- chewy center. I think. Or is I, it the other was, way I think it's the other way around. Oh. Usually, you put fluff <laughs> on the outside. Okay. And the inside has the crunch. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so for incorporating the fog warriors, you're obviously going to need to have a campaign set in Saharan, which I believe is what Jamie is doing. Uh, Either that or something's gone very wrong. Something's gone very wrong. Uh, Or something's gone very right, you know? The Fog Warriors are pretty localized to... uh, Let's see. The Fog Warriors are pretty localized to Saharan. They're from Saharan, Mm -hmm. and that's that's what they do. They're specifically fighting... uh, They're the rebels fighting the Kunari invasion and the Tevinter invasion... Both sides of which, of course, claim that Saharan belongs to them. And as they watch their homes crumble around them, they try to fight with what, for whatever they can. So, uh, advice for incorporating them is, of course, to have your campaign takes a place in Saharan. Um, and uh, exactly how you're going to incorporate them is, of course, also going to depend on who, why you're in Saharan. Because that place is dangerous right these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe your characters are locals, um, or they could be working for the Kunari or the Tevinters, uh, or you know they could be the Fog Warriors. That sounds fun. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. How uh, would you uh, involve slash create their Fog abilities? Mechanically, I think that they should be a specialization, mm, uh, and yeah. I might make the point that they should be in any class specialization. I like that. There aren't that many of those yeah. these mm-hmm. days in fantasy. In, not in fantasy, no. in uh, Dragon Age. <laughs> in Dragon Age. In Fantasy Age, there's, 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 there's plenty there's, of them in Fantasy Age, but you know, gotta get Dragon Age some of that all-class all spe- all spec love. So, I mean, it could just be as simple as maybe having like a magic power at specific abilities that lets you make a fog. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you become privy to some alchemical con- concoction. Maybe it's magical in nature. It's a little unclear as to whether or not it's like it's a spell or if it's something else altogether. I think. Yeah, in Inquisition, Iron Bull actually says that when he was fighting them, he didn't see any mages, so he assumed it was alchemy. 
now just because he didn't see a mage doesn't mean there wasn't a mage so if you want to make it a spell go um yeah that sounds fair to me there's a couple ways to go about it yeah just go with what works for you Mm -hmm. and your campaign yeah um i imagine that as a class as a specialization they'd probably be very good at guerrilla warfare it's uh ambush tactics and uh perhaps maybe very good at retreating from from combat because they're they definitely don't have the numbers of the of the vince or the kunari so they're probably not going to be staying in a fight for very long just hitting something important and then and then rushing off before anyone can catch them uh so you know uh, maybe just you may have maybe you get bonuses for hiding in fog or maybe bonuses for fighting in fog uh, or maybe you've got magic tattoos that make you better at fighting in the alchemical fog. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Fun stuff. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, thank you for the question. Next question mm-hmm. also comes from Jamie. We've got a lot of questions from them to, to start digging through. Uh, and I like this next one, especially because I, I actually have a, have some answers for this one. Mm-hmm. Is uh, What is your advice for doing a two-person adventure, as in one GM and one player? How would one write adventures for something of this sort? I'm thinking of GMing small adventures for a friend as practice. I would have some experience in this, mm-hmm. uh, because we're maybe prepping some things that require me to run one-on-one sessions with folks. Yeah, You know. Fun stuff. We really got to put that stuff out. Like it, it's just about ready to go. It's just about ready to go. Just yeah. Put it out there. Yeah. I got to find the right places to put it. Oh yeah. There's just logistics holding <clears throat> us back now. There's folks. a lot of logistics holding us back. The raw creation is there. I mean the the edited creation. Is also there. that. Yes. I mean it's there. It just Done. needs to be. It to just go. needs to be dusted off. Uh, advice for running a two person adventure is um. Let's see. There's a couple of things. Uh, first is uh, your adventure is going to be tailor-made for a specific person. So uh, knowing that one player can make this pr- make this a huge make this a breeze. Yes, it can inform like you know they could even tell you what kind of adventure they want, and you could just write them an adventure. Then you don't have to juggle like three other players. Like, I want this kind of adventure. Well, I also want this kind of adventure. I want to get this specialization. Well, we're going to have to go to three different continents for this. But if you've got one person, then you've got one track to take. They've got something. If their character wants something, then you help them get to that something or keep them from that something. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. We don't judge. You can also, one of the nice things about having a single character as the sort of focus is that you can really absolutely tailor everything to that character and that character's development, which can lead to some, like, probably even more in-depth character sort of exploration than mm-hmm. has than is possible in just about any other type of campaign. Because you've got uh, lots of folks sharing the spotlight. Yeah, although I would argue that with fewer people to bounce things off of, it's harder to keep the ball rolling. It's true. You've just got to talk to your GM. And the GM has got to be everybody else in the entire world. No pressure. No pressure. Um, I in my game, I did one of my games, one of the prologues that we did. I did have some NPCs that I gave to the player that they could control as as like their party. I role played them, and if I I need if they need I needed to make an executive decision for them, I did. 
but it wasn't you know it wasn't completely out of out of the ballpark for them to be able to control the characters they were all relatively similar so they uh, so the player could understand how to use them and then have to do a lot of research because i put all of the information they needed on that note card mm-hmm. one of the nice things about age games um, so I think that this is a fantastic thing to do as practice. It is worth remembering, though, that having such a small party does mean that you have to be very careful about the difficulty of some of your encounters, especially ones that could involve, result in death. Because if if your yeah. only player dies, then the campaign the pretty over. much ends. You got to go back to that <laughs> drawing board and you got to try again. I mean, unless that's how you want it to end. Yes. Unless thematically that is appropriate. Which, you know, it could be. Could be fun. Yeah. I mean, really, this is just a conversation you want to have with your uh, with mm-hmm. your player. Yes. Talk to your player, ask them what they want, and build build around that. And uh, definitely take a good look at their character sheet so you know what they're capable of, so you can tailor the mm-hmm. uh, the tailor the specific challenges to that character. And yeah. you know. If they're it's if they're a squishy mage and you give them a rock wall to climb, that's a, that's it, not very nice. That's not very nice. I mean, unless <clears throat> unless you want them to fail. If there's a reason you want them to fail, then do that. But like, not not in general. As a rule of thumb, play to their strengths. Yeah, and you'll want to perhaps present lots of opportunities for you to uh, be able to hand alternate solutions to the players, especially mm-hmm. well to the player. Since you've only got one, they are going to have a limited tool set, so you're going to need to give them a couple of extra options. Uh, you may even want to, especially if you want to challenge them a little bit, you may want to really kit them out with nice stuff. Which mm-hmm. is, honestly, you could just make a treasure hoard for a, for a party of characters, and since they're the only one, they can kit themselves out and get everything that they need. Mm-hmm. Which will increase their survivability. cough now now we're in the cough club good job thankfully my cough is gone mostly i'm very glad yeah i'm not quite that lucky we're working on it so jamie thank you for your questions as always if you out there have a question about the dragon age rpg whether it's mechanics build suggestions questions about lore clarifications about old episodes or anything else send a message to podcast at gmail.com Send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Caught the Protector or Helipuff on the Green Running forums, or send a message to Caught or Lease on the D20 radio forums. That's us. You're having a hard time with that lack of Google Plus in there, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's stu- making me stumble. <laughs> I'm noticing. The cadence is off now, and i got to redo it. Uh, anyway, we should probably... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of a good Google pun. We're just going to do the distant verses. How's that? Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. Uh, of course, but. <sighs> no puns here in the uh, distant verses. Nope. I'm not making one for you. They were struck from the chant. No puns in the chant. Then it is not a chant worth <laughs> reciting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, also, I tend to play elven characters, so it's, it's super anyway. not a chant worth anyway. Me too, so, you know, it's, it's the kind of garbage? not something to get excited Yeah, it's not something to get excited about. Yeah. Self-righteous heresy is fun, right? I do love a, right. good, a good dose of self-righteous heresy. 
All right. Well, so, let's talk about these cool dissonant verses. Yeah. We, our good friend Jamie, who we might have mentioned a little earlier, uh, is bringing you three custom backgrounds for Dragon Age. Jamie noticed a few spots that they could fill uh, in the background list. Uh, have you ever wanted to play a Kunari mage? Uh, what about a Navaran? Besides a Talvashoth. Uh, how about a Navaran mage? Do you plan to play a rebellious campaign in Saharan? Jamie's got you covered because Jamie has written the Kunari Cerebos, the Saharan mm. Rebel, and the Navaran Death Mage backgrounds. Those are all fantastic ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand this is probably... I like all of them. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad that you folks like them because I've been told... Jamie's been telling me that they've got a lot of plans to write some more backgrounds. All right. Some commoners, from nice. other, some commoners from other nations and some of the holes that, that, that need filling. Uh, Jamie is not quite done, and I'm sure there'll be more. Well, I look forward to seeing those, too, if they're anything like these. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. I always love seeing new backgrounds. Just yes. makes you want to make different characters. So you out there, you can find all these submissions and more archived in our resources for your game page on our blog, wonderswithatispodcast.wordpress.com. <laughs> And if you'd like to share your custom content for Dragon Age RPG, you can send it to us through Podcast at gmail.com. Or any of the other places. All those other places. That we just mentioned less than five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So it's fresh in your head. Yep. Well, uh, it's probably time to uh, shape up and shift gears. Oof. That's a good one. I like that. That's multi It's a good one. Yeah. Thought I did a good job. <laughs> All right. Maybe transformed the moment. It's morphin' time. Oh, man. Is it fate or chance? I can never decide. <laughs> I was proud of that one. <laughs> you should be. Get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. No, no Mighty Morphin Power us. Ranger folks are not listening to a Dragon Age role-playing also, game podcast. 77 episodes in. Also, it's fair use. Like how your voice broke just a tiny <laughs> bit. Fair <of> use. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're a shapeshifter. Turn to page 67 of the core rulebook, and you can see the specialization for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Without hitting me with that thing. Then cool. swinging an earbud around. You know. Getting into my square. <laughs> Threatening the adjacent squares. Dangerous. So, uh, first question is what is a shapeshifter? And, uh, let's see, you know what? We, I, I figured that, uh, let's see, I've got some answers li- listed here, but could also ask our lore master leona our resident lore master yes uh yeah if you could swish that cape for us uh, what's a shapeshifter um well it's a very rare kind of mage you're not gonna find these mages coming out of the circle because mm. yeah no the circle would not ever condone this kind of magic circle um, doesn't like cool stuff no the circle does not like cool stuff um, basically, you'd find these people in, like, the wilds or where the the circle isn't as prominent, say, like, uh, Ravain. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So basically these mages can transform into animals. Not other people, not, you know, dragons or anything, griffins, that kind of thing. But they can, like, birds, dogs, bears. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A giant spider, Cat. much to my dismay. Fish. Giant spiders, right? I mean, the Sacred Ashes trailer has got Morrigan turning into giant. Pretty cool looking. Boy, boy, mm. do I not care for spiders. Oh. Oh, there's nothing wrong with spiders. Oh, there's everything wrong with spiders. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Spiders are great. It's bats that are evil. Bats are sky puppies, I'll have you know. Uh, no, they're not. They're the spawn of Satan. No, they're delightful. Okay, tell you what. You take no, care of all not. the spiders, okay. and I will take care of all the bats. Deal. Good. Very good. We have an accord. So, <laughs> while the Circle of Magi might tell everyone that theirs is the only way to practice magic, they are very wrong. Mm -hmm. The wilds and forgotten places mm -hmm. of Thetis have long passed down plenty of magical traditions that the Circle either doesn't know about or does not condone, and this is certainly one of them. <clears throat> Uh, while they do limit themselves sometimes to the clever mage, uh, this specialization can make them endlessly versatile. No doors bar them, no wall is too high, and no river is too long for a shapeshifter. Yep. Uh, they take their time mastering specific forms with shapes like cats, dogs, wolves, bears, shapes. birds, even fish. Uh, eventually they can become more impressive creatures, which we'll mention later. Well, I mean, we just mentioned spiders, literally. We did mention spiders. The other shapes, there's, I think we also talked there's about. There's some other cool stuff. I mean, I'm just covering them bases. you just covering the bases. Mm-hmm. So, who do we know who's a shapeshifter? I mean, I can think of two right off the bat, and so can you. So can everybody. And literally, I am playing, mm -hmm. I've been playing, toying with one of our little minis that is, in fact, one of these people shifted into a dragon. And it is a uh, like. Who's that? Who could it be? Gee, I don't know. It's a it's mystery. It's Sarah. No kidding. <laughs> oh God, she'd be. <laughs> Can you imagine though? Oh, she'd be screaming. Oh God, unacceptable. Everyone's sad. Just beat this giant rat, just screaming the whole time, <laughs> never stopping for yeah. breath. I like. I kind of want. I want Fenris to get this ability. And A, he'd be mad by the magic, but B, I want him to turn into one of those tiny frogs that peep when they're mad. Yeah. And he just become one of those little tiny peeping frogs. Oh, that's his war cry. That would make me feel better about that character. Anyway, Morgan if, and Flemish. If Fenris suddenly became about. a... Oh? Him a mage, he'd be horrified. You are correct. He would be. He would be very horrified. But it would get him out of that broody thing that he just seems to be doing naturally all the time. Maybe. Or he would sink into even more broody. Yeah, but if he's a tiny peep frog, his brooding will be adorable. <laughs> this is true. So, uh, of course, any Witch of the Wilds that you have probably seen by this point likely has the shapeshifter specialization. Yeah. Uh, we are, of course, including uh, Yavanna from the Silent Grove comic books. Uh, and you, we could also include Frenic from the Dawn of the Seeker movie. He took some... He, see, mm -hmm. I think he took a couple of shapes. Uh, I think he took the shape I know, of Oh, at least crow. a raven. Yeah, Pro raven, some raven. Yeah, black he, bird. He Night did. fowl. 
He did a bit of this. Man, yeah. that movie is just That movie extra. is a wild ride. I love I know we every time we talk about this, I always say it, but I love that movie. It's I mean, a good, good it's movie. So much fun. It's really enjoyable. It's, it's the story fun. Of, it really yeah. is. It's, it's the story of Cassandra Pentagast as told by Varric. Like Correct. <laughs> yes. 100%. If you haven't watched it, go watch it now. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Also, Varric isn't actually in it, but just watch it and Ver- Varric wrote it. <laughs> it's very it. clear Varric wrote it. In yeah. So, how are you going to go about getting the shapeshifter specialization? Well, let me tell you. It's going to be a doozy. You're not going to find it in a book, most probably. Probably. Uh, and any books that do detail how to become a shapeshifter are probably under lock and key from the circle of in the circle of Magi, or probably more likely the Templars. So, getting a book like that is going to require some subterfuge uh, or great trust from the circle. Um, finding a trainer is probably a more likely avenue, but you got to find a trainer first. Yeah. These are people who are not part of the Circle of Magi, most likely. They are probably people who are specifically staying away from the Circle of Magi, so you got to go apostate, apostate searching. Yep, find you an apostate. Mm-hmm. I could also see Dalish elves having access to this. Uh, I believe in uh, Inquisition, yeah. Morrigan will mention that some Dalish keepers know how to shapeshift. Yeah. Well, there you go. Not out of that realm of possibility. So, uh, and then quests, which, uh, you know, honestly, it's pretty clear that however you wish to learn how to change your form, you are going to have to earn it. Um, Whether you're securing a trainer from a tome or figuring it out for yourself, uh, the path is tricky for orthodox mages, while people who maybe grew up in the communities that that teach it will, of course, need to practice it and perhaps have some kind of an initiation or, uh, let's say, or a test to perform to perfect their spell. You know? Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Yes. So, however you're going to get it, you're going to have to work for it. Everything alright over there, Liana? Yeah, it's the climbing all over me. Oh. oh. <laughs> Cat life. Sorry. Yeah. My cat decides to climb all over me and my desk when I'm here doing this. So of course, any scratching at our door. Yeah. Any extraneous noises you hear is my cat digging his claws into my shoulder. Ow. Oh God. Oh, that's not a cat. That's a shapeshifter. Yeah. We're revealing too many secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Your sacrifice is a noble one. Oh, geez. Do you need a second? No, I'm all right. Okay. Oh, that really freaking hurt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm good. Cats are right. pointy. Cats are pointy. <sighs> they got four, four, five of those six ends of theirs are very pointy. That uh, sixth one is sixth not any more pleasant. I mean, that's the tail. Oh, that's, which a, they that's will, optimistic. Which they will make sure they walk past you just right so that they can dip their tail into your food as it's swishing around. Yeah. At least in my, my mm-hmm. experience. And if you Food are, does. in fact, a shapeshifter make, and you can turn into a cat, you can do this to your own teammate. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what does the specialization do? It lets you <laughs> screw lets you with your teammates. Uh, 
A short version is you can turn into animals uh, that you learn from the specialization. Uh, long version is uh, novice degree, you learn the small animal form. Um, and the text for this degree does contain the general rules for being a shapeshifter, uh, which are you cannot speak or cast spells while you're transformed. Spells that you cast beforehand remain for their duration. Uh, if a spell requires more mana to keep it going, you may spend this, uh, the mana to keep it going. Uh, you don't have to leave your animal form. Um, if you keep, let's see, uh, you get to keep your cunning, magic, health, and health scores, uh, but the others are replaced by the stats of the animal whose form you take. Uh, although the specialization specifically does, the specialization text itself does not say that you get to keep uh, the willpower, you uh, your willpower score, you technically do as per this, the uh, text of the spells themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oops. Um, the rest of them are pretty straightforward. Journeyman degree, you uh, learn the large animal form. And the master degree, you learn the vicious animal form. Vicious beast form. Vicious beast form. Beast. So my question here is, like, mm-hmm. um, once you learn, like, the small animal form, do you have to pick one animal and that's what you can that's the only thing you can do and then you maybe some time passes and you can do another one or do you just you learn the small animal form and you can that it's all there you can choose a dog a cat a bird a fish whatever yeah i was just looking at this actually i believe that it is the second the latter where because you, you know you're not casting the spell once literally the in the definition of these spells you can turn yourself into a thing, and then it gives you multiple choices. It doesn't make sense that you would be locked into an ability. You would be locked into a single animal for for a spell that you learned mm-hmm. without the spell telling you you must pick one of these. So I would, and plus that would be extremely limiting. Yeah. Since yeah. You can't cast true. Spells I mean, in this, form. it was just a question I had. Yeah, it's a good sure. question. I didn't know either. I had to look it up. I could see, uh, especially like the flavor that they use for the shapeshifter, it does sound like you can kind of like, as you go along, pick up more animals to learn how to turn into. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's necessarily required as per the rules, but it might be thematically appropriate for you to seek out new animals to study and learn to take the shapes of. Yeah. Although, the GM is probably also perfectly within their rights to give you, like, a, a loadout. These are the things that you can turn into right now. If you want to learn more stuff, then we can go look for more stuff. Yeah. Like a spell book, but it's animals. Yeah, I like it. Gotta learn how to turn into that falcon with that specific plumage so that my camouflage is perfect. Good luck with that. Right. Uh, what other specializations complement this one? Uh, Arcane Warrior could maybe work. Um, would you be able to take those boosties that you have? Uh, they don't specifically require you to cast a spell, so your you GM enter your mode. Yeah. yeah, your GM might be within. You might be within reason to say that you could activate your combat magic modes or turn on your fade shroud while you're while you're in an animal form. Yeah, or do it and then go into animal form. Yeah, I don't see any reason. That's why you a shouldn't. solid combination. That takes yeah. a lot of the danger from being a mage, and all the sort of downside. 
and makes you kind of ridiculous as a shapeshifter. <laughs> that, that's pretty wild. Although it's almost unnecessary for the ones that have, uh, for the animal forms that come with higher strength scores mm-hmm. and the like, because you will inherit those. I'm going to use my magic for damage rolls, I'm going to get a huge boost to defense, and then I'm going to turn into a little dragon. Yeah, the huge boost to defense is nice. Yeah. It does cost a bit of mana at the time, as the round goes along, uh, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. the uh, the mana point cost increase for all of your spells that you cast while in combat magic mode is not going to be a problem for you, because you are, because you're only casting one more spell. Then you turn into Hintzy, and then you turn it into a dragon. Or turn it as a, well, a tiny dragon. A drake. Mm-hmm. There are some limits to this specialization. You uh, are not Flemeth. You are not Flemeth. You are not Flemeth. Right. Unfortunately. Sorry, sorry, Hawk, but you could never be a dragon. Sad. So disappointing. So disappointing. But, um, uh, but still, that's, that's yeah. a pretty solid combo. It, that is probably, honestly, the combo that I would consider yeah. more than the others. Simply because this particular specialization precludes other spell casting like it does and most of the other <laughs> ones do require a, a fair amount of spell casting to use uh that is a fair good fairly like good blanket statement for the rest of them yeah uh, like blood mage really any of these it's like it's what you're it's what you're doing outside of this this mm-hmm. uh specialization yeah the other specializations are going to basically determine what you're doing when you're not pummeling people as a bear. Yeah, it's not even like they're bad. It's not like a peanut butter and mustard, which is gross. It's like more like peanut. It's like peanut yeah. butter and mathematics. Like you really can't combine these things. They're not bad, but they don't combine. That's fair. This is a weird simile. <laughs> so. For the rest of these, it kind of turns you into a switch hitter. Either you're pummeling people as an as an animal, or solving crazy puzzles as an animal, or you're or you're doing other things like taking people's blood or smashing people into things as a force mage. Yeah, uh, technically, um, one of the things from force mage. Um, oh no, there's still there are two things. There are two of these that have at least things that could be useful later on. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Force Mage at the mastery level gives you the ability to negate the effect of Skirmish and Knock Prone by spending mana. That's not And bad. you could argue that that's not casting a spell. Yeah. So you could be able to negate Skirmish and Knock Prone in your animal form. And the other one that I'm seeing that could have some actual use while in animal form is the Mastery of Necromancer. Ooh, good point. Would it come out as a bear? Oh, man. Would it come out as a bear, though? That sounds pretty sick. If you go down to health during, zero health during a fight, a spirit appears by your body for a number of turns equal to your magic or until the fight ends. I would argue that if it comes out as a bear, it can cast... Well, I guess no, it would come out as you, but it can cast any spells you know for no mana cost. So it could come out as you and then turn into a bear. I, I suppose it could. Spirit bear. Ooh, that's wild. That would be great. That is wild. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, man. A sh- though you'd have to have a good reason for being a shape-shifting necromancer. I guess just being the most apostate apostate that ever that apostated. Like a pretty apostate apostate. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Extra pepperoni on this apostate pizza. Oh, God. Uh, 
Next important thing to talk about when being a shapeshifter is your bestiary. Uh, GMs have a lot of control over how this specialization works. They should definitely take some time to think about it if their player or players want to take it. Uh, each spell description has a couple of examples of animals that the caster can turn into. Small animal form mentions dogs and falcons. Large animal form mentions black bears, brontos, and Obari. Vicious animal form mentions giant spiders and drakes. <laughs> Ultimately, the GM is the arbiter of what the shapeshifter can turn into, so GMs should make a list of what seems appropriate to them, and the players should take a look and confirm what, that it seems fair. <coughs> uh, and as a suggestion, GMs and players may like to look at the Fantasy Age bestiary for more animal stats or inspiration for their own creations. Because mm -hmm. that... Uh, I, the... I... Say again? I said I was going through the Dragon Age bestiary, and I was looking at... Um the different animals and basically what it was was anything that was listed as a minor threat was a small or a large animal and a moderate threat would be the vicious hmm. mm -hmm. so basically go to except for for some reason bears are listed as moderate but were listed as a large example so gotcha. you know there's find some moderate uh moderate threat animals in the bestiary that you like, I would say, you know, go for it for your vicious animal form. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would... I think it's a, it's a good guideline. At the back of the Fantasy Age bestiary is stats for a giant squid. You might want to head off, head things off at the pass there and tell the player whether or not that they can take that <laughs> vicious beast form, because that's, that's quite a flex. Only out of water. That... <laughs> Weird flex, but <laughs> there are no cracking. <laughs> I would say that if you get a character to level twenty and beyond, and they have the shapeshifter a bit of specialization, you might consider letting them become a dragon. Like once you've hit the epic levels, that's about when you start doing this like Morrigan-y, Flemethy, dragony nonsense. That's like, fair. But okay. I wouldn't let people do that sort of thing until then. Like, that that better be an endgame kind of ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, you're not Flemeth. Unless you become more, like, powerful enough that you can at least, you know, look, like, look at Flemeth without, I don't know, getting insulted. I, that's a rough one. <laughs> Sounds fake. <laughs> This sounds fake. Um. <coughs> What's that about that cough being gone? What was that about that cough? Um, we've got a couple of plot hooks to leave you folks with as we close down our show. Uh, mm -hmm. I whip these up nice and quick, but I'm pretty excited about them, and I kind of want to run some now. Um, a Dalish youth speaks to the heroes, asking that they help them capture a golden hala. The youth is squirrely when asked why they need the hala, but they assure them they don't intend to harm it. The child is a fledgling shapeshifter and intends to impress their teachers by taking the form of something rare and beautiful. Catching the hala without harming it is a big ask, let alone finding one at all. That sounds pretty cool. I think that I thought that was a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, that one that seems very fun. nice. I, I like, like it. it. Yeah, I like that it's not violent necessarily. You have to find <laughs> golden hala in Inquisition too, but you have to herd them like. Hmm. run around them to scare them in the right direction uh, that's, that's uh, pretty funny maybe maybe we can do it a little differently in the role-playing game maybe we can like 
Yeah, snares seem dangerous. Yeah, no, well, be, dangerous. be nice. You can make it nice and comical, <laughs> have them start trying to spook the holla in the right direction. There are plenty of options here. Many of them are cute, many of them are comical. Probably going to be more fun than how you do it in Inquisition. It's a lighthearted adventure. So I would love to read the second one and absolutely not read the third one. That sounds fair. Liana, um, Liana would you like to read the third one? Considering your earlier comments? Yeah, actually? I'll read the second yeah. one here. <laughs> the heroes are asked to slay a great lion that has been terrorizing the locals of a village. The locals make strange claims that the lion occasionally takes livestock, but also takes things like jewelry or clothing, things a lion could never desire. The lion is a brazen shapeshifter and a wily one. They greet the heroes and assure them they will lead them to this troublesome cat, so why don't they enjoy some tea before setting out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find this, uh, I'll help you find this dangerous cat, but why don't you just, uh, hang out over here and have a rest? It's probably fine. It's probably fine. What could go wrong? Da -da -da. Yeah, nothing can go wrong here. Yeah. Okay. I'll go hey. for it. I hate this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> There's a large outbreak of giant spiders in a nearby wood, and the spiders have been attacking caravans and carrying off the cargo. The heroes go with a dummy caravan meant to lure them out, but they find that the spiders are coordinated, cunning, and using tactics. Is this the work of multiple shapeshifters? Or is it the work of a single shapeshifter who can communicate with the... I'm leaving. <laughs> I love it. Guys. Look, I, I, I quit. <laughs> I I had to have Ren go through the Orton Tig for me because I I can't I can't with these things I cannot. It is, oh. it is a lot. In Inquisition, at least spiders are fairly contained as long as you don't go into caves, and I guess don't do the whole quest involving the Grey Wardens. Life is really hard. Uh, ironically, <laughs> spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that. That was pretty clever. Yeah. I liked that. I still hate it. Spoilers. Spoilers, Spoilers no. everyone. No. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. I don't know. The game is almost five years old at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, y'all, if you haven't played it now. We're slowly getting into that territory where we can start spoiling Inquisition and, you know... I mean, not feel bad. we're always going to be meeting more people who have said that they haven't played it yet. But... Also, let's be real. Little bits of spoily Inquisition nonsense have popped up on this podcast over the last Yeah, This is true. And if you've been on Tumblr at all following the Dragon Age stuff, you've <laughs> probably had some pretty big stuff spoiled for you already. Do you exist on the internet? You know how it ends. You know about Soul of Ellen. Yes. Oh, wow, yeah, you definitely know about Soul of Ellen. Oh, God. <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh, so much. I have one... I have one Inquisitor that did that, and it's just... Oh. <laughs> it was enough. It was enough. <laughs> it would just be so miserable. No, my, my romance of choice is always Blackwall. Nice. Nice. Love Blackwall. That's an exciting I'm, like, one. in the minority, but... I'm in the minority, because people apparently don't like him, but I love him. I mean, I think he's... I just think he's charming. He is. He's got the beard crab. and the voice. I want crab, yes. <laughs> I want Here you go, everyone. A romanceable Kunari. Crab. Who's the cutie next to him? <laughs> I feel so bad for the writers. Right. <laughs> We're just impossible. Crab and in Dragon Age 2, Varric. 
Is it fair? I'm convinced they didn't put Varric in because they knew that no one else would have a chance. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to it's hard to stand up to Varric, right? Like in terms of like a man, I want this guy around me forever. Mm-hmm. Just gonna. Have I to be love best Varric. Buds. Yeah, those have to be best buds. That's what fanfic is for. Imperfect. There it is. That is what fanfic <laughs> is for. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the One Is It They Just podcast. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our new Patreon. If you support us with only $3 per month, you get to vote on our Patreon poll, which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls. If you support us with $5 per month, you get to hear the episodes a week early on Patreon. Anything you can contribute is appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog and in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on social media. Feel free to leave a comment or a question or tell us how your Dragon Age games are going. I love, love getting updates. And see, we've, I've got a couple, we've got a couple of fans who always update me about their games, and it's it's yes, just the best. I, there are a couple of people out, out, out there in, uh, in that internet world that tell me so many great things, and they make my day every time I hear the stories that I get to hear. They're super cool. I mean... Also, I mean, especially like Drunkle Grog sends me like all the coolest <laughs> updates, and I love those. I usually oh, get them he too. does. He sends them to me. He sends them to me too. <laughs> well, they're great stories. Like, yeah, they are. He's getting into some wild stuff. Yeah, also, he I feel is. Like we've we've probably kept him waiting for this new thing that we're doing with the podcast. Probably yeah, long he's been very excited. We should probably get that out there. Yeah, I'll work on that. I've been time. very excited too. Yeah, yes, that is very true. Uh, you, as well as several of the patrons, might be getting access to some premium content. <laughs> by which I, of course, premium mean, by which I, of course, content. mean bloopers. There are bloopers. Several of which may involve me misfiring, like, five sound effects all at once. It's, it's rough. It, the starting of this was rough. <laughs> we figured it out as we went, but, but you know. But boy, very entertaining. It made for good radio. Also, uh, there may, there will probably be art by the various players of the characters mm-hmm. being put on Patreon only. And uh, there might be even some musical compositions if we ever get that stuff yeah. moving. And just got all these creative people in this group. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of us. Uh, also, there may be stupid vlogs of us doing stupid things in just character. as people. Not even in character, not necessarily. Even in character. Like... You know, eating things that maybe are weird or like... Are you going to share that one? <laughs> I might. You might share that one? That I might was, share that, that one. Well, the others have promised that they're going to try it as well. Now right? you have to. Very good. Yeah, it's true. Now we do. Too late, you know. I... We've there said there is podcast, a food so that I have purchased and I ate and I had a very different reaction to it than so far either Ren or Molly has had and it's frustrating for me. Okay. Waiting for somebody to be a normal person and understand. Well, we'll see. Maybe Joe will do it for you. Well, see now I'm. See now I'm curious. <laughs> we'll get we'll get it up we've there. Once we've got them all up there, we'll get you we'll get you started. All right. All right. Thank you, and see. Feel free to com- uh, comment on our show on SoundCloud if you can. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. It really helps us out. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die. This is Jessica wishing you good heels and happy feels. This is Leona. May the creators guide you on your way. 
Thank all you right, all so y'all. much for joining us. That's a wrap. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.